What if a better you, a more focused you, a more fulfilled you meant a better marriage, partnership? What if that made you a more conscious parent? What if you feeling more fulfilled meant you were actually a catalyst for the people around you, the friends around you that also have this nudge to move towards their own dreams that they've been feeling guilty about it themselves? You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast, and I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie. I'm excited to help you get off the sidelines and finally step into your calling. So let's get started right now. Hey, welcome to episode 51 of the Start Right Now podcast. I have a very simple question to ask you today, but it's something that I have been sitting with. I've also been talking to a few women lately in my circle, and it's something that I've heard come up for them as well. So I wanted to leave it with you here. The question I have for you is, when was the last time you've given yourself permission to want more for your life, to have something different, to lose the weight, whether that's literal weight or figuratively speaking, lose the weight that you've been carrying around? When was the last time you've given yourself the permission to want a different job, maybe a different career, a promotion, just to want more for yourself? How often do we find ourselves feeling guilty about wanting a change because of who or what else might be affected in the process? Now with this question, there's two things that I want to address in this episode, and I'm going to give you the real talk version of this. We're going to talk about this in two parts. The first part is the permission part, permission to want more. That's an interesting question, isn't it? Feeling like you have to give yourself permission for something. Why does it even feel that way? We are our own entity. So what does this even mean? It feels that way because you're anticipating that there is going to be conflict in the thing that you want to do. Conflict with your world now and who you are now conflicting with the way things might be if it all changed for you, if you changed totally. The permission part of this question is about reconciling the guilt. The guilt that's coming as a result of dreaming about what could be for you. Because in reality, there's uncertainty. Working towards something is a gamble. Starting a business is a gamble. Changing careers is a gamble. Launching a new project is a gamble. You don't know how it's going to be received. And you might think that things are going to end up in a certain way, but what if the change totally upsets everything else in your life, throws it off balance? It sucks when we have this guilt, when we should be feeling excited and motivated and inspired by what's possible for us. But making a change, especially in any area of your life that affects your daily routine or your sense of identity or your financial well-being, it's really scary. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what's going to happen. You just don't know what's on the other side. You just know you need to change your routine to get what you want done. But what does that mean for the time that you spend with your partner? You know that you need time in your day to get refreshed or just to do focused time on the work for your business. But what does that mean for your family that's counting on you to spend time with them? You know you want to start putting yourself in different circles, meeting different groups of people who have similar goals as the ones that you're working on. But what does that mean for your friend circle now? Where does that leave them? So maybe this guilt then, maybe the guilt, maybe this guilt is even about what happens if you try 
and you fail and you're disappointed and guilty and you've invested all this time and all these other things changed for you to not even get where you were trying to go. Heavy. I can feel the heaviness of this as I talk about it. Let's talk about the second part of this. When was the last time you gave yourself permission to want more for your life? Want more. Let's talk about that part. Wanting more is the call from deep within you that you have something to offer the world. It's that you have a vision for how you're going to change the lives of the community around you. It's that silent prayer late at night about whether or not you have what it takes to step toward the big vision for your life. You've got a sense of what that wanting more means for you. And here's what I want to tell you. Don't forget about it. Don't silence it. Don't push it down. Don't let it go. Don't watch it fade. Don't get caught up thinking, if I could just do X, then Y would be possible. Don't make this about some tried and true method that you don't yet have or know. And that's the reason that you haven't been able to do what you want to do. Don't even make this about achieving one singular thing that you can cross off your list because the desire to do more And to be more is about challenging you and stretching you, even if you never hit that goal. That feeling that you have something to offer is just the call to get you to take the first step. But what you actually have to offer, that's something that reveals itself along the way. It's not about an end point you're moving toward. It's about the process. With this in mind, we know where the guilt comes from then. The guilt is about change. You have to acknowledge that for you to get to places that you've never been and to do things that you've never done, you'll have to show up differently than you ever have. And of course, that means things are going to change. Of course, your friends might change. Of course, how you show up for your family might change. Of course, the ways in which you want to connect with your partner might change, but that doesn't mean the change will be bad. What if it all got better? What if A better you, a more focused you, a more fulfilled you meant a better marriage, partnership. What if that made you a more conscious parent? What if you feeling more fulfilled meant you were actually a catalyst for the people around you, the friends around you that also have this nudge to move towards their own dreams, but they've been feeling guilty about it themselves. I want to be real with you. As much as I want to encourage you in this episode to step towards things that are calling you, not everyone is going to see this as this wonderful, beautiful, positive thing. In fact, most probably won't. They're definitely going to be looking at you and wondering, how are you going to fit into their life with your new priorities, your new goals, and your new plans? They're not ready for you to change. They're not ready for you to be there in a different way. And I want to say that the advice that I'm not going to give you is, hey, forget those punks. Anyone who's not totally on your side, just forget them. That's not what this is. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to throw what you have all away. In reality, you are on your own journey and they are on their own as well. They just may not be ready to process your change in a way that feels mature and feels like it's coming from a place of security versus an insecure stance. I wanted to give you some really practical advice if you're going through this. And I think the advice will be helpful, not only for you as you think about how you're going to make progress, but in particular in the way that you're going to navigate the relationships in your life. Because a lot of times that guilt and that permission part has a lot to do with 
the fear that you might disappoint those around you, the fear that you're not going to be able to be available to them in the ways that they need you and in the ways that you truly feel that you should. If you're anything like me, this guilt actually shows up as something different. For me, it shows up more as this excuse or this reason of, I don't have the time or I don't have the energy. I find myself saying that when I come to the end of the day and I'm really tired and I've worked all day, I've cared for my kids in the afternoon and they're in bed now, it's time for me to think about what's on my list for the podcast, what's on the list for my business, what's on the list for the other projects that I'm working on. And as I sit there tired, I say, I don't have the time or I don't have the energy. And I've done all the reading on the hacks. We don't watch a lot of TV. We don't have a lot of loo time. We're very present when we're present with the kids. My daughter wakes up by 6 a.m. So I go back and forth with myself saying, you know what? I really am just struggling with the logistics of it. But what's true on a deeper level is the I don't have time and the I don't have energy reasoning is really about I'm not willing to trade this time I've committed for being here for others because I'm afraid of what that might mean. Or I don't have the energy because where I am right now is pretty good. Do I really need to do more than I'm doing? There's obviously truth in both of those questions. But underneath this, I don't have time, I don't have energy, I've actually had to call BS on myself and know when it's actually been fear. Fear about things changing if I am to change the amount of time or energy and effort or schedule that I put into others. And fear of things staying the same, of having this calling on my heart and not being able to fully realize it and see it through. So with that, the first tip that I want to give you, if you have this feeling of guilt or feeling like you just are aching to give yourself permission to move forward, the first tip I have is to spend time identifying and recognizing what this permission to want more might actually be showing up as in terms of an excuse that you use all the time. I just shared that for me, it's time. I was using this excuse of not having the time as a reason for things to stay status quo. I was using this excuse of not having the time as the driver for why I wasn't going to make the time and disrupt the status quo, disrupt the way my life was rolling out and the way that my daily routine looks. Here's how I'm working through this. My hubby and I love to spend time together with our family and after we log off, after we've cooked dinner and ate dinner together as a family. We take the kids outside for a walk. We play games, we watch movies, and then we divide and conquer one-on-one for bedtime routine. And by the end of the evening, we're both really pooped. We're not feeling in our best state to go and do work on our side projects because we've been working all day. We both really value our family time so much that it's a non-negotiable But unless we want to start doing all of our work at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, once we're pooped and have spent all day working and playing with the kids, it's just not going to work. It's not in line with the energy we need to put out to do the things that we want to do. So we've had to make some adjustment. Sometimes we can now take more of a divide and conquer approach. So instead of all four of us doing all of the family things all together all the time, One of us can do double duty, free the other one up with a window of time to get stuff done earlier in the day, 
and then trade off. The other might do bath time instead of park time and give the other a window. But by doing this, we get our work done earlier when we've got more energy. And when we come together at the end of the night, we actually have more focused time for each other. So the guilt we had about not feeling present with the kids is a blocker that we can start to eliminate. We're able to let that go because we're getting lots of time together as a couple, time as a family, and also really one-on-one focused present time with our kids. Identify for you what the permission actually is. And it probably has something to do with an area of your life where you feel a lot of pressure. You have some commitment. It might have something to do with people. You might even discover that where you thought this was about permission from yourself, maybe you're secretly waiting for somebody else in your life to give you that permission or that blessing or endorsement or encouragement. Find out for yourself. On that note, the second tip I have is to plan ahead. If you're feeling like your time spent working on this area of your life that you want to be better and you're trying to make improvement is at the expense of something else that's important to you, you need to spend more time planning, planning your time. Take a good look at your calendar. Take a good look at how you're using your time. Take a good look at how much time you're dedicating to your commitments and the things that are important to you, especially if you're anticipating some of the things that are important to you are going to be in conflict with one another. You can improve the quality of time you are spending doing different activities if you can plan for them ahead and schedule them. Instead of If you, let's say, really value time with the family and you know in the evenings you're together in the family room and watching TV together for an hour and a half while you're also in the background on your phone checking some last work emails or doing some research on your side project, that's time together, but is it really focused, present, quality time? If you had thought ahead and could schedule an hour, let's say, of doing something really intentional and present and maybe it's an activity with the family, It's less time, but it's better quality time. And that might free you up to actually spend that other 30 minutes or wherever it is doing the thing that's important to you. Spending it working on the goals that you're working towards. Spending it on a new business venture. Spending it investing in sharpening your skills or reading or learning or trying something new. Plan ahead so that you can plan for more focused time and you're, it's not at the expense or compromise of the other thing. Planning ahead is not only about the time, it's about having communication with the people in your life that you will need to rally around you to support you. You have to have open conversations, let people know where you need more support or time or space or whatever it is and thank them for it. This not only helps to relieve you of the guilt, but it also feels like something you guys the people in your life are working towards together. It's another way we're trying to eliminate this feeling of one being at the expense of the other, which is kind of driving that guilt. So planning ahead was tip two. The third tip here is really about playing the long game. Stop romanticizing your goals to be something that you are building up in your mind. You're making it feel like this big, giant mountain of an accomplishment and everything is going to change in a snap and life will look so different as soon as you decide, this is what I'm going to do. Focus on making small, new habits versus deciding you're going to change the world tomorrow. Because of course, that would feel like a huge deal that you would need to give yourself permission for. Instead, focus on daily, consistent action 
that the person you want to be would be taking, what would she be doing? What would he be doing? What would they be doing? Once you've picked up one new habit and it's become a part of your routine and the things that are important to you feel balanced, then you can start to build on it and change more and more. Let me paint you a picture. Imagine you trying to push a huge boulder from one side of a pass to the other. You throw your shoulder, jam your body into it. You're trying to displace it, dislodge it, and it's insurmountable because it's so huge. There's a ton of resistance. You're literally trying to move a small mountain and you'll probably break your arm in the process. Not going to lie. Now picture instead rolling a small pebble from one side of the path to the other. It's a lot smaller. It's a lot less resistant. In fact, it picks up speed as you throw it. And then you throw another and then the next and another until you have a huge pile of pebbles the size of a boulder. Same size, but that one was no big deal, right? In reality, working on a dream is a lot more like rolling a bunch of pebbles than it is about displacing a boulder because it takes time little by little and requires consistency. It doesn't have to feel like this big epic event where you're choosing family or your goals, you're choosing spouse or your goals, you're choosing your dream or everybody else around you. This type of dichotomy, of course, is going to cause you to doubt whether it's worth it, whether you can do it and whether you even should. Of course, you would feel guilty. So throw that type of thinking out the window. You can get there. As much as I'm using this phrase of giving yourself permission to want more for this episode, I want you to throw it out the window because there's nothing stopping you. You've just got a choice to make. If you're making yourself believe that your growth will mean the end of all the good things already in your life, then you're setting yourself up to fail. You have to believe that on the other side of a you that is growing, that is learning, that is stretching, is the version of you that has the capacity to do more, to love more, to be more, to inspire more, to share more, which is better for you and for everybody around you. And that, my friend, I think is something that anyone would grant you permission to do, including yourself. So what are you waiting for? It's time to stop asking permission. It's time to stop feeling guilty. Get after it and go start working toward your dream. Let's do it. Get started right now.